is that people will see you as intimidating and they will see you as, you know, the, the B word, they will see you as aggressive. They will see you as all of these other things. And it doesn't matter what you do. It, you will always be seen as such and you can either own it or you can be scared of it and, you know, cower down a little bit and let other people kind of determine what it is that you're capable of accomplishing. Hey y'all, thanks so much for listening in today to the Confident Mompreneur podcast, the podcast by real women for real women, where we talk about real life difficulties and triumphs as women, moms, business owners, and more. Thanks so much for being a part of our Confident Tribe. Let's get into it. Hello, friend. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. So for those who don't know you, do you want to start out by introducing yourself and all the good things about you? Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. Um, do you want me to just jump right in? Yeah, jump right in. Perfect. My name is McCall Taylor. I am a radio personality on the state of Utah, honestly. So I've done top 40 morning show for about five and a half years. I've done a midday show in St. George. There's two on in Richfield, one in Heber. And then there's a night show in Logan, Utah that I'm on as well. Um, and then I do a, I own a business, it's baby bear outfitters. She's super cute. Came in at just the right time with, with all of that. Um, I, I kind of just wanted to launch into a new business and this one just happened to come up for sale. And so it was, it was just beautiful, right place, right time type situation. But, um, yeah, so my whole, my whole thing that I'm the most passionate about is community. It's about supporting other people and loving other people. So, um, I ended up actually being a part, I'm on the town council as well in my cute little town and, uh, just trying to create some semblance of community and support, um, as far as all of that goes. So that's me. I love it. And she and I actually met, we were both speakers at a women's retreat in Bear Lake and it was so much fun. And I get to go back at the end of this month and I'm so excited. That's so awesome. Those guys do such a great job. I love them. Yeah, me too. Um, they're the best. We had Melinda on her, her stuff actually came out yesterday. <laughs> so it's funny. That's that we're so doing exciting. That. Congratulations. Yeah. I love her. I do too. She's a sweetheart, but, um, I mean, so you are so young, I feel like to have all of this crazy stuff that you have been able to do are doing like all of this stuff. So how did you a get into radio and then B, how did you decide to also add on the new business that you've started and what has that whole process looked like for you? So honestly, for me, it's just been very like right place, right time. I kind of am a spontaneous soul, I guess you could say. I kind of just go on the whim with stuff, which can be good, can be a little bit dangerous at the same time. Um, so I was working at a bank actually in Vernal, and that's kind of how I got started with radio. I was working there one day and a lady came through the drive-through and said, Hey, I work over at the radio station. I need to make a deposit. And I was like, hang on, how do I get a job there? Cause I've always loved radio. I've always loved music and 
you know, I love artists and I just, I I'm fascinated by it. So, um, I asked her how to get a job. She said, come in in the afternoon and talk to the boss. So I did. And it was awesome. It turned out really cool. I started interning. And then a couple of weeks after I finished kind of interning, the afternoon guy went to jail. So I ended up sliding right on into his job, which was lovely. So, um, I don't know. I feel like as far as the things that I've been able to accomplish, it's all just kind of been, again, kind of spontaneous with, with that, because it just kind of felt like, okay, this is what I want to do. And I feel like I've, I've done a really good job of listening to my own intuition with some of that, because like radio, it kind of just fell into my lap, you know? And so I started doing it and then ended up getting on in the morning show in, in Logan. So it's, it's all very, it's all very like piece to piece to piece. So I was working in Vernal. We came up into the Logan area to actually look for a house that this house was for sale. The one that I'm living in right now, it was for sale. Um, needed some work on it. And Dustin, my boyfriend, he said, what do you think? Could we, what do you think about this? I was like, I think it's great. Yeah. Let's go, you know, let's go. I'll start looking for some jobs and you know, I can basically do anything. I could go waitress. I could go whatever. It doesn't really matter. So as we were driving home from looking at the house, there was an ad that came on that said the cash or the, what was it? The, the Utah broadcasters associations job fair was happening that Wednesday. So I was like, Oh, cool. So I took that Wednesday off to come and do a bunch of interviews. And I ended up getting connected with the guy who, um, is the boss at the radio station here. He said, we're actually looking for a radio personality to be on the morning show. So conveniently, you're going to be 20 minutes away from the radio station. So we'd love to interview you. Interviewed, got the position, slid into it. We bought this house. I bought a trailer and we lived in the trailer while we were kind of remodeling the house. And uh, yeah, it was just kind of kind of cool the way that all worked out. But flash forward to this business and I was working for a water bottle company in Logan. <laughs> just so happened, again, to slide into this kind of position where, um, my friend, I had interviewed him for my podcast back in like 2020 or 2021 and interviewed him for the podcast. And so I became friends with them on Facebook and they were looking for someone to go sell water bottles down at the state fair. And so I was like, cool. Yeah. I could take a couple of days off, go sell water bottles at the state fair. Why not? So I was taking inventory one of the nights and <laughs> a couple nights before I had written out all of my manifestations for the new moon that was happening. So I wrote them all out, left the list there on accident completely. So the boss at the, at the water bottle company found my list and was like, Hey, we actually happen to have this position that could be coming open. Would you want it? And I was like, yeah, sorry. Obviously you just saw my list. (laughs) Whoops. So anyway, he, he offered me this position to start writing emails and then it ended up getting elevated from there. It was like emails. Okay. Now you're managing our social media. Okay. Now you're our marketing director and now you're in charge of like our website and stuff. And the whole time I was like, why am I doing this? Like I have a job. I have a job already. Why am I doing this too? But it was like, I just felt like I needed to continue to be there and to continue to kind of work there, you know? So anyway, one day I'm just perusing because TikTok says this guy bought a laundromat and he makes millions of dollars now. And I was like, I want to make millions of dollars. So 
I looked for laundromats for sale. They didn't have any laundromats for sale near me, but KSL has this whole like breakdown of established businesses that are already, you know, established. And so this business happened to be on it and it was for sale. And the people who had it, it was already established through Shopify. They already had like 40,000 followers on Instagram and Facebook. They had like 14,000 subscribers on their email list and all of this inventory. And so I was like, this is the perfect thing for me. It was like, that was the very moment of clarity of like, this is why you've been doing all of this stuff is because this was coming down the pipeline. You just had to follow some of those like steps intuitively, you know? So anyway, like I said, it's all been very like, feel it, feel it out and then lean into it. And if it still feels right, keep doing it. So I don't know. That's, that's how I've kind of ended up in the position that I'm at right now. I just kind of have trusted some of that intuition side of things. I think that's amazing that you're able to just kind of let things flow that freely. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of a, like, I have to like, you know, know exactly everything that's going on and where I'm going with things. And I'm kind of an over planner in that way. (laughs) So any tips for me or other people like me on how to actually just kind of tune into yourself to be able to listen to that intuition and make those moves that are going to elevate you, even when it's kind of scary to do that. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, for me, what's really helped has been um, meditation, just kind of trying to understand who that inner voice really is and give that self, that being that's inside of you, the opportunity to know that you trust them and you you trust them to be able to make some decisions, you know, Um, because I, I feel like a lot of the times we do a lot of second guessing. And I mean, I still, I second guess all the time, you know, but I I feel like there's a lot of that that needs to happen of just understanding and just trusting yourself, just allowing yourself to trust yourself. Yeah. I feel like a big part of that trust comes from just like knowing yourself in the first place too, Mm -hmm. and getting to know who you are at your core and letting that really guide you. How has like each step within your like business and personal development, like really helped you to figure out who you are, but also not defined you to keep you from moving on to those, you know, other opportunities that might show up. Cause I feel like sometimes we get too stuck in the, oh, I've got this great position. It's exactly what I said I wanted, you know, Mm -hmm. like five years ago, but now this new thing's coming open and maybe I want to move into that, but this has defined me for so long. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's a really good point. Uh, There's been a couple of books that I've been reading that have actually talked a lot about that in, in particular about having that identity that we've established. Um, that that's because for me, it's like, I've always been a radio personality, you know, I mean, for the last six years. And so, um, so last year, last February, my morning show that I was on actually fell apart. And so I no longer was the morning show host. I was no longer the morning show show co-host. And that 
it was a really hard time because I had, I feel like I had over identified myself with my position. And so I, it was so difficult for me because it felt very, um, like chaotic and it felt very uncertain because it was like, well, who am I at that point that this has been my identity for the last, however many years. So I think according to some of the books and things that I've been reading recently, it's identifying rather than focusing on like your goal, focusing on like the feeling of that emotion of, you know, I want this position. Why do you want that position? Well, because I will feel like I am strong. I feel like I am powerful. I am capable of accomplishing things. And so you then lean into that. Okay. So that leads into a confidence mindset. So instead of, I want this new position, it's, I am confident because that's the emotion at the end of it that you end up actually feeling. And so you're always driving towards that confidence. You're driving towards that experience rather than identifying with that position. Cause I, it's, it's so hard to not just like over-identify with what it is that you do. You know, I feel like it almost leads you with more of a crisis, um, at the end of it, even when you do accomplish those goals, because things get, they get thrown off the rails so quick and so easily. So I feel like those those feelings that we get when we finally make that accomplishment fade so quickly too. And then it's like, okay, and now what? (laughs) And that's exactly it. I mean, you, you look at some of the like Olympic gymnasts and things, and they talk about how I think Sean Johnson was one who really spoke out on it. And same thing with, um, Gabriella union that, that came forward and they were talking about it and they said, you know, my goal was always, I'm going to go to the Olympics. I'm going to go to the Olympics and then you accomplish it. And then it's this, like, that's all I've ever wanted. What do I do now? Taylor Swift actually talked about it. I love her more than life itself. I love her. So Anyway, she, she talked about it with, um, her Miss Americana documentary that came out a couple of years ago. And she talked about how she's always wanted to win a Grammy. She's always wanted to win all of these things. And then she won it. And she was like, I don't know what to do now. I've entirely lost my own self. I don't even know who she is. So I think it's really important that we spend that time, you know, meditating, understanding who we are outside of our job, outside of the things that serve other people as well. Because I think we we become so over-identified with that, with mm-hmm. what it is that we're capable of providing other people rather than, you know, what it is that I am grateful for myself. I think spending a lot of time in gratitude as well for the things that we are capable of, like, you know, sure, I may be great at entertaining or something, but I enjoy the fact that I, I enjoy my sense of humor, like, rather than, you know, I enjoy that I can entertain people or that I can cook for people or anything along those lines, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think you brought up a really good thing that kind of ties into what we were talking about at the very beginning mm-hmm. about balancing our service to ourselves with our service to other people. And you're very big on service to other people. You brought up that you're also on your town council and things like that. Um, how do you balance that service to other people and your service to yourself? And like, what, 
what do you really try and get through the service that you're giving to other people? And I don't mean that in like a, you know, right. I'm always trying to get something out of it, but also like, I know that I feel better when mm-hmm. I'm in service to other people too. So, so I think the, the balance part of it is hard. It's hard to, hard to even, even come up with. I think it's a really great question and it, it sparks some, oh, sorry, bumping all of my things over here. It sparks some, um, self-reflection, honestly, cause I'm like, <laughs> oh, am I actually doing that? Like, am I actually differentiating between the two of those things? Um, I had a thought just the other day, um, because I feel like I've kind of let everything slip through the cracks in the last couple months, six months, seven months ish. And like my house, I love her so much. And I feel like I haven't been showing her appreciation. My car, I love her so much. And I feel like I haven't been showing her appreciation. My body, I feel like I love her so much and I haven't been showing her appreciation and I haven't been spending the time to actually take care of the things that are taking care of me. Um, and, and so this was literally an epiphany. I just had like two days ago that has kind of come forward of like, oh my gosh, like you are doing these things and you're not even prioritizing the things that are taking care of you. You're just kind of running. So, um, that is something, the balance between self respect and service to outside (laughs) respect and service. I'm literally just trying to figure that out right now with the balance of it all. Um, but I, I think the things that I end up getting from service outwardly, again, not in like a self-service type of a way or anything like in my community, I love, I love my community. I love where I live. Um, I, it's very active, uh, religiously inside of my community. And I love that. I'm not a part of that local religion. And so I feel like I get left out a lot of, out of a lot of things and it's fine. You know, I, I understand, but at the same time, it's also like, there are other people who are within my community who are also in the similar boat. So I want to be able to build community outside of ecclesiastical, um, community so that other people feel like they're loved and appreciated and accepted. Um, and that's not to say that they're not, it's just that, um, I feel like the active reinforcement, the active, like, I don't know what, what the word is, but that active involvement isn't really there because it is, it's a small town. We don't have any grocery stores. We don't have any rec centers. We don't have anything along those lines. We got a church and we got a town hall and we got a post office and we have currently a pothole that is the size of Norway, I swear, but it's, it's, you know, we, we want to come together inside of that community to be able to show that support and that love for other people. So for me, I think that's where the service comes in because I love seeing people love people. So that's, on the selfish side of things. That's what I, (laughs) I love. I just love having people be able to feel like they can just express themselves how they are without being judged. Mm, I love that so much. Well, and like you brought up with your, your house and your car, it's another way of giving back to the things that give so much to you. you Mm -hmm. Absolutely. 
I love that. And then as far as like your radio goes, I'm sure I'm I'm not entirely sure, but I would assume that it's kind of one of those things where there's not very many young women Correct. in that. <laughs> you would be one million percent right. <laughs> yeah, I kind of figured. So what is that like for you? And how did you go about like finding and owning your voice in that industry? I honestly, I'm really grateful because, um, I, so I'm trying to be like a little bit cautious. <laughs> so the, the place that I work, they do a really good job of encouraging me to do stuff. Um, and so I'm really grateful uh, along those lines, my past co-host, he did a really great job also of, you know, kind of encouraging me to own my voice and be myself. And so I did really appreciate, I have really appreciated that, but it's almost like when you know better, you do better. And so there's still like a lot of growth that can obviously come with it. And, um, in general, the people who I work with, um, at all of the radio stations that I work at, they have been so awesome at just letting me kind of do my own thing. And they've been super supportive, super uplifting. And it, I think that I happen to draw a lucky straw as far as that's concerned. Cause in like the radio industry as a whole, it's kind of muddy. It's still kind of like a, like an old man's game and you know, you got your good old boys in there. And so it's hard because it's like some of these places, they are super nitpicky with stuff. And so you are only allowed to say a certain amount of things. You're only allowed to talk for a certain amount of time. You're only allowed to talk to talk about specified things like mm -hmm. you, you don't really have the freedom to do whatever you want. And especially as a woman, because typically you're seen as the quote unquote, the diva. And that's your role that you play on the morning show or on the afternoon show or mm -hmm. wherever it is that you are. Like you are for, for, for an industry that really caters towards women, because that's their like target audience is 18 to 34 year old female. They don't know how to speak to women. And so <laughs> because women want to hear women like they just do. And so it's difficult because it's like you have the way that they have it laid out for the most part, you've got two guys and a girl usually, and the girl is either the laugh track or the butt of the joke with a lot of stuff. And so it's hard because there are so many places that are still very that way, but studies have found recently that I was on a panel in Chicago at the radio conference this last year, and I was honored to be on that panel. And that panel was made up of almost entirely women. There was only one man on that panel. And that was the up and coming artists, the up and coming radio personalities that you should watch was the panel um, name on it. And so that was really very telling and very exciting to be on that panel, first of all, with some big names in the radio industry, but also that it was mostly women. And so as, as we're getting older, they're the millennial women tend to be, you know, it's still like 35% millennial women versus, you know, 65% millennial men, but it, it's still skewing higher because in the past, like you look, uh, Gen Z or Gen X and boomer, 
side of things, we're talking maybe 10%, maybe 15% in those. So it's really exciting. It's really exciting to be a part of that. Yeah. Well, I think that's awesome that, I mean, you do see that growth within the industry. Um, and, and I think it's important that you noted, like you have good men and good, like, other people within your area that are there to support you um because that's huge if you are a woman in an industry like that and you don't feel supported and you don't feel cared for you're gonna drop out of it so much faster you know so having those good allies is super important yeah what would you say to you know other women who maybe want to get into like the radio industry what should they know what are like the best parts of it, maybe the hardest parts of it, all of that stuff? Um, the hardest parts of it, I think, honestly, it comes down to industry period, um, is that people will see you as intimidating and they will see you as, you know, the, the B word, they will see you as aggressive. They will see you as all of these other things. And it doesn't matter what you do it, you will always be seen as such and you can either own it or you can be scared of it and, you know, cower down a little bit and let other people kind of determine what it is that you're capable of accomplishing. I think, um, as well, don't be afraid to say how you're feeling. Um, and don't be afraid to feel those feelings and go to a lot of therapy because it's a lot <laughs> And, um, I don't know. I think the best part about it is that I love being able to be, again, I love the community side of things. I love being able to have a community and create a community. And I think it's beautiful when people get to come together. Cause I think at the, at the very core of our human existence, we just crave to be known and seen and acknowledged and respected. And I think that's one of the most beautiful parts of radio is that you get to create that kind of community. You get to create that kind of family almost of acceptance. And I think that is absolutely beautiful. I also think one of the worst parts about radio is that it can be taken away from you instantly. And it's really, it's really sad because I see people in the industry that I have been friends with, that I have looked towards as mentors that I have adored for decades on decades and one rating slips and they get fired. And it's like, it's devastating. It's so hard. So if anybody's looking to get into the industry, um, be sure to establish yourself first because the radio company business will not care about you. You are replaceable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So is that kind of part of why you decided to buy your own business too, is to have some sort of other income so that you can continue doing it without kind of worrying about those fluctuations? Yeah. I, I think that's part of it. I, I also, I have ADHD and so I get really bored <laughs> with stuff. And so this is the longest job that I've ever like kept. And it's been almost six years. It'll be six years in June. And so it, it's nice to be able to have a little bit of diversity in the day. Um, mm -hmm. but I, yeah, I also don't want to be, I don't want to be owned by 
somebody else. I just don't. And I love, I love that you bring that up because it's, it's very much that. And again, I'm really grateful for the position that I have in the, the business company is the word that I'm looking for. Sorry. And the company that I work for that they do value me and they value the people who work there. And I, we don't have like ratings and stuff. And so I, I don't feel like I'm ever on that kind of, um, situation of being on the chopping block. And so I'm, like I said, I'm really grateful along for, for that type of a thing, but it is nice to be able to have this other stuff. Cause it's kind of, we don't know what's going to happen. Nobody knows what's going to happen, you know? So yeah, it's a lot of uncertainty. Fair enough. How has the transition been into owning your own business? Cause that comes with a steep learning curve too. And what are some things you wish you like would have known before jumping into it, you know, even with an established business that you're kind of taking over. Yeah. I think, um, as far as learning curve and stuff goes, I think there's all of the tax information that's all new and fun. And my eyes are literally twitching right now. It's <laughs> so it's, that's the fun part is, you know, trying to figure out all of that. Um, learning that everything's a write-off is nice, but also, um, trying to figure out your, especially when it's a, a pre-established business, trying to learn how to basically speak the language of the people who owned it before so that you can still cater to to the audience that it already exists. Mm -hmm. So that part is probably one of the most difficult and I, I don't have kids. And so apparently my dogs are freaking out. They're mad. I said that I don't have kids. That was apparently a lie. I, so I don't have, I don't have kids. I have, you don't have uh, nephews. I don't have human babies. My bad. Um, but I have, I have, uh, nephews and then I have one niece. And so I get to see how my siblings kind of take, take on the role of, you know, parents. And I think that's so awesome to be able to see, but, um, understanding what it is that is really needed by parents is also something that's, that's a big, um, learning curve for me because I, you know, I, I want to be able to help the people who are going to be purchasing the products and, you know, I can target to aunts and stuff like that, you know, aunts and uncles and whatever. And I think, that's great but also I think that there there's a big ask when it comes to knowing you know is this diaper bag gonna even be a beneficial diaper bag for people or anything along those lines yeah so just learning your audience even though you're not really a part of that audience absolutely yep yeah. well and I think it's important that you talk about like already having that established brand identity and voice and stuff and trying to kind of mimic that yeah so that you don't lose that already established audience I think that's a really good point too yeah. well that's awesome yeah and I, th I think part of it is understanding the already established audience but then also being able to throw in some of your own voice so you can start to like transition into this new realm you know mm -hmm. so because those people who owned it before, they're not running it now. You know, mm -hmm. I'm the one who's running it now. So I need to reintroduce myself as I am, but also still hold true to some of those core values that they set up. So yeah, keep the audience that they had grown and, you know, kind of maintained, but also have the opportunity for growth with your audience and yep. the things that you're going to bring to the business yeah. now. 
all of the nurturing. All of it. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, do you have any, I mean, I know when you spoke, you had some great like tips and tools and everything. And you and I were both kind of along the same lines of just like owning your voice, confidence building, those types of things. So what tips, tricks, tools, whatever do you have for young women that are getting established in business and their, um, you know, just roles and occupations and um, in order to do that in a way that's going to, you know, help them, but help others too, that kind of service part of things and also help them own their voice and grow in their confidence over time. Absolutely. I think that we diminish ourselves way quicker than we allow other people to diminish ourselves so that we're more digestible for other people. And I hate that, but I think that it it's something that we are all too familiar with. So my biggest key factor of life is again, just sitting down, meditating and trusting your own self because you know yourself better than you think you do. You're just not letting yourself speak. You're creating this box again of diminishment because you're nervous that other people aren't going to accept the way that you are. So, um, that's one of my big key things is just sit down, figure out what it is that you're passionate about and allow yourself to be passionate about those things. Don't think that they have to be something else because someone else likes whatever it is, you know, um, one of my favorite poems actually is by her name is Becky Hemsley. I don't know if you've ever heard, see if I can find it real quick. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard the poem itself. It is iconic. It's the most beautiful poem. Let me find it and I'll read it if that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. So it's just a really good reminder that we already know what's going on inside of our own existence. Right. So, um, says she, she sat at the back and they said she was shy. She led from the front and they hated her pride. They asked her advice and then questioned her guidance. They branded her loud and then were shocked by her silence. When she shared no ambition, they said it was sad. So she told her them their dreams. And they said that she was mad. They told her they'd listened and covered her ears and gave her a hug whilst they laughed at her fears. And she listened to all of it thinking she should be the girl they told her to be best as she could. But one day she asked what was best for herself instead of trying to please everyone else. So she walked to the forest and she stood with the trees and heard the wind whisper and dance with the leaves. And she spoke to the willow, the elm and the pine. She told them what she'd been told time after time. She told them she never felt nearly enough. She was either too little or far, far too much, too loud or too quiet, too fierce or too weak, too wise or too foolish, too bold or too meek. Then she found a small clearing surrounded by firs and stopped and she heard what the trees said to her. And she sat there for hours, not wanting to leave for the forest said nothing. It just let her breathe. And it's this beautiful, pivotal poem that I came across, thanks to TikTok actually, <laughs> that's just such a, such a beautiful reminder of just allowing ourselves to have that quiet so that we can trust ourselves to do what we want to do mm -hmm. because we know best for ourselves. We really do deep down at our core. If we allow ourselves to lead. I love that so much. And I think that poem was beautiful in illustrating too, 
how especially like as women, society tends to push us into that little box. So it's a learned behavior. It's not something like we aren't born feeling inadequate in every way. It's something that's been pushed on us and we can release those expectations and be the person that we're meant to be. And you, you brought up it up earlier with, you know, being a woman in your industry, sometimes you're going to get labeled as aggressive or a bitch or whatever. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's okay to lean into that and just be like, yep, but I'm here and this is my voice and I'm not going to let you trample it down. Yep. And I won't be silenced. I won't, I won't yeah. be told what it is that I can and can't be. Yeah. I think that's so important. It's just, you know, allowing ourselves to know ourselves and be able to listen to those intuitions and grow in the ways that we need to. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much for being on here. Um, where can we find you, all of the things that you're doing, um, your businesses, all the things. So my social media is at the McCall Taylor, um, all one word across the whole board. It was the only one that was available across the whole board. So it sounds a little pretentious. Sorry about it. So it's the McCall Taylor. Um, and then my business stuff is baby bear outfitters. So we've got that set up there and, uh, babybearoutfitters.com. We've got it on Pinterest, on Instagram. I'm on TikTok. I have like 12 followers on TikTok for my business, but we just, that's what you get when you start relaunching everything. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And if, if you want, we can get it set up so that, um, whoever's listening, if you want to get anything, we can do 15% off. If you use the code Kyrie on it, then we can get that set up for you. And, um, yeah, that's where I am all over the place doing all of the things all the time. We love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your wisdom with us today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored. If you love this episode, please let us know by submitting a review or sharing with the women in your life. We'll see you next time.